you're listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Hello and welcome to the Transport for the North podcast. I am your host Gemma and today I'm joined by another one of our Transport for the North board members as we continue our series of five ways to level up the North, speaking to all our members from right across the region about their transport priorities, successes and challenges. So today's guest is uh, Councillor Lynn Williams. She is the leader of Blackpool Council and Transport for the North board member for Blackpool, of course. Hello to you. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Would you like to give our listeners a quick introduction to yourself um, and to the work of and the region of, uh, of Blackpool? Um, yes, as we just said, the sun is shining, as it always is in Blackpool. Um, I am from Blackpool. It's my hometown. I became leader um, in July of last year, so not quite done 12 months. So it's been like being leader from my kitchen. Um, so it's been an unusual um, year. Um, obviously, a very difficult year. Um, I suppose we can't ignore that, particularly for place, you know, for Blackpool, um, with the impact of COVID, um, etc. But yes, we're kind of hoping that uh, the rollout and uh, the roadmap will continue because you know it's been a you know really terrible impact on Blackpool the restrictions. Absolutely, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll touch on some of those challenges and, and hopefully some things that we've learned as well as you say over the past year or so and what that what that pandemic has done to us. Speaking slightly more generally, though, to get us started, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges uh, that Blackpool and maybe some of your neighbours have faced historically regarding transport investment and, and connectivity? I think that, um, you know, generally speaking, it is it has been and remains massive underinvestment. I know that that, um, you know, those kind of issues are being looked at and there are, um, you know, things are moving along along all the different and the, the infrastructure etc and I suppose more locally for for Blackpool we're described as being geographically challenged being stuck at the M, end of the M55 so there's a lot of not just sort of regionally or nationally connectivity but locally are issues for Blackpool <clears throat> so you know so things like Preston Station and Castlefield Corridor uh, Manchester Piccadilly they're vital to, for, to, you know, for people to get to Blackpool. So for those to be effective sort of interchanges is, is so important for us. Um, and, you know, also about joining us up locally. So, you know, within the final coast, even not just across sort of this side of Lancashire and the whole of Lancashire, um, but the South Final Loop, all of those kind of things. And and I think because of this lack of investment and and that perception of, of maybe of cost, but also less hassle, it's easier. Um, people have, haven't chosen to travel to Blackpool, you know, as much as we would like through on rail um, and car. People still like to drive, at least congestion. You know, as a council, we've declared a climate emergency. So there's all of those things are all kind of tied up um, with that. And we've obviously got to the, our famous Blackpool trams, um, which, before COVID were doing incredibly well, very popular, really well used, you know, not just by holidaymakers, but by our residents. And, you know, so to kind of to extend the tramway, to have that, um, you know, 
joined up sort of approach with whether it's trams, light rail, etc. I think that's really important and a big challenge for us going forward. Mm, for sure. And of course, Blackpool, um, as many people think of it, is predominantly uh, a, a, a tourist resort. So, um, you know, a lot of your your businesses are based around that that leisure industry, quite seasonal. How does that pattern of travel behaviour um, impact your your networks? And what does that mean for the way that, that, that Blackpool needs to uh, invest in transport? Well, I mean, it is, of course, really important, you know, that people are able to, particularly now coming out, obviously, out of COVID, when the hospitality industry has been so affected that, you know, to support that so that people can feel what feels safe to travel and, and as I say that it's you know and I think a cost is a, or perception of cost is a massive thing as well you know when we talk about high speed rail that has to be you know affordable for, for people that want to travel you know to Blackpool um, and and also I mean it's a, I mean it sounds like a bit of a daft point really but when all these sort of you know when all the works are done and, and maintenance works it's always seems to be done on weekends to avoid the commuters and that really doesn't help us in Blackpool, you know, and it's a point I kept making and, and but we still seem to have this issue. So I think a little bit more kind of thought really as to how all of these things sort of feed into somewhere like Blackpool, because we're kind of on our own in Lancashire, you know, um, not just geographically challenged, but very different from the rest of our neighbours. You know, Lancashire is a very, the Northwest is a very varied place, but kind of, you know, things that maybe assist elsewhere aren't going to help us um so and and i suppose you know in terms of our you know going forward this sort of support for the hospitality industry but we had the um uh, the loop the atlantic loop landed in blackpool last year and we we really want to encourage the you know different types of jobs um different industries um and I know that a lot of, uh, you know, that will, a lot of that will remain virtual and we can do so much more. But we want to actually encourage, we've got, you know, the um, enterprise zone and how solving these issues around connectivity so regionally, nationally, but particularly locally are really important to Blackpool's economy to try and diversify. Really important. A couple of things you mentioned uh, just then and previously as well, referencing uh, the importance of Manchester Piccadilly, the Castlefield Corridor, and then talking about the vast differences that we see even within um, particular counties, let alone right across the north. So that joined up, that bigger picture thinking so important. And and we say it a lot on this on this podcast and elsewhere, but one of the real um real selling points and the real unique points of transport for the north is being able to to bring the whole region together and to look at things in that holistic way oh absolutely absolutely and i think the other point when it is particularly having that really strong voice for the north and the price is about that priorities you know with the kind of you know when you talk about leveling up and the impact of that is that for that to work for it to be to for leveling up to have any kind of worth those priorities you know <clears throat> shouldn't be being set centrally they should be being set locally and delivered the, you know that strategic element of, of priority setting and that is obviously vitally important to issues over transport 
the past uh, the past year or so, Councillor Williams, just about tying up with the period of the pandemic and and your time as as leader of Blackpool Council. One of the other uh, things that's happened over the past uh, that past year or so is the rise of this uh, this buzz phrase, levelling up. Everybody wants to to level up the north, level up the economy, level up the entire country. And this is the uh, this is the title of our uh, podcast series: Five Ways to Level Up the North. So, what would be your five priorities for that agenda? I mean, well, the Northern Powerhouse Rail. I think that investment um, and having that plan and that voice. Um, and again, I think that's you know knowing the it's, it, the issues of locality, isn't it? And and I think understanding the impact of um, you know the the plans for the new lines between you know Liverpool, Leeds, Liverpool, Manchester, all of that, um, and you know to be able to have those local preferences set, and then to be able to make those kind of strategic recommendations, I think that's absolutely vital. Um, and then I suppose need to mention HS2, what that will um, actually bring for us. I mean, our nearest, the nearest station will be obviously be Preston, which I've already said of the importance because of that. Um, nearness to us um, it will obviously bring that um, you know jobs and improvement for the in infrastructure I suppose it's a side element and not for today but you know in terms of ensuring that we have a, a northern workforce that's capable of delivering those skills and that that's obviously another <coughs> another point for another day but but also when you talk about HS2 you know because we won't the nearest station is Preston a direct black link from Blackpool to London is important to us. So the Goldbourne link, um, you know, that's important to Blackpool uh, as it also connection to Scotland. Um, and, you know, we've we touched on before that because of lack of investment or for whatever, you know, lots of different reasons people still like to drive everywhere. Roads are important and to be able to, to get here, um, you know, and I think there needs to be sort of specific government um, funding looking at you know investment in the roads infrastructure but also around um, you know things like electric buses electric cars all those are, are really vital um, so I mentioned before about the digital connectivity it was the North Atlantic loop I'll get it right this time um, the cable that landed in Blackpool and that's going to provide you know this area our area Northwest area, I suppose, much faster broadband, and that will have a massive impact. But we need that um, investment to enable and support from government, and to be able to make, you know, to make the best of that. Um, so, so, and I suppose just in, improving the reliability of all of these services we've talked about. You know, people want to, they see. I think, I think things have improved, but there is a perception that travelling by train is a bit hassly, it's a bit expensive. And particularly coming to Blackpool. So if we can increase, you know, that work at Preston Station and, and at Piccadilly, um, I think that that, you know, will have a yeah, will have a real positive impact for for us more so than actually than HS HS two, mm. um, and even more locally the South Round Loop, going back to that, um, connecting us all up locally and. You know, lots of studies show the travel um, within the file coast. There's a you know predominance of we travel for work within the file coast. So anything that increases that that, that um, ability of people to travel and to do that 
well and efficiently then and that he's also then joined up to kind of the the wider network I think those are sort of the big priorities for us really interesting there how you touched on both the the local as well as the regional and the national scheme so as you say it's HS2 itself might not be coming directly to Blackpool Northern Powerhouse Rail might not be coming directly but if people can come to that area then that's a good start that's one thing of course the other massive benefit of both of those um, rail schemes is that they free up capacity they improve reliability and efficiency so that's a big thumbs up that then does have that local impact as well but of course as you say when people do come to that local area they still need to get from the train station to the Pleasure Beach, for example, forgive me, I know Blackpool has many, many attractions and um, Pleasure Beach is, is always one of my favourites. Um, you know, still need to get around. The people who live and work there day in, day out need to get around locally as well. So, again, it's, it's that double pronged kind of attack. It's seeing both sides of that coin and understanding that they both need to be working and how actually they can benefit and support each other. On that note, are there any examples that you have from your time on the TFM board? It's it's not quite a, a, a year yet, so I'd appreciate it's been very uh, difficult circumstances uh, working uh, working in the pandemic. What would you say are the are the the, the key areas that, that that the TFM board and that regional voice adds value? Um. I think it's. <coughs> excuse me. I think it, it, it's about that. Um, I think sharing collective responsibility, and I think that strategic thinking, and it comes back to that ties in. You know the the theme of this, the leveling up, because those, you know, there's those decisions that to have that input, that direct route in, into to government to have that uh, channel of communication. I think it's vital because those priorities. We know our area. We know the issues, we know the problems, and, and that's absolutely, you know, I think, you know, has to be the, the starting point for all of that is that to, we understand how our people travel, how they want to travel, where they want to go. And so I think that's just, you know, incredibly important and to be able to set those priorities um, strategically, locally, rather than centrally. Mm, absolutely, yeah. And uh, of course, an element of of the levelling up agenda is bringing the the money, the powers, the decision making to the to the regions. So it's not all being decided in uh, in the south. And again, that's that's another area where all twenty local transport authorities coming together to speak with that one voice could have potentially a much bigger impact than than doing that individually. Absolutely. And I, I, yeah, and I think it, it, it's you can't underestimate the importance to the north, you know, not just the, the travel, it, you know, to the impacts to on to quality of life, attracting investment, you know, it, it driving up, you know, standards, etc. Of, of housing, job skills, all of those things, the impact on the environment it's massively important. And to be, you know, to be kind of to to be able to drive that forward with that, uh, you know, with local strategic knowledge and planning, I, th I think it's, yeah, it's massive. Yeah, I think, it, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed being involved so far. 
well we're we're very grateful to to have you on the board so uh yeah long long may you stay one final area then to uh touch on and we've mentioned it a couple of times we spoke about it at the start and particularly in reference to the type of town that that blackpool is relying as it does so much on on tourism and, and travel and leisure the impact of covid um from just over a year ago is 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 not to be sniffed at and, and you know in hospitality industry completely closed for many months and uh, yeah we'll we'll not we'll not sit here and discuss the ins and outs of uh, of various lockdown measures what what would you say are the the biggest impacts of covid and most importantly what have we been able to learn from it what can we take out of this um this really difficult 14 months to improve upon for the future um i think that i mean i mean I suppose firstly obviously the, the impact for blackpool is you know in addition to how it's impacted people's lives and you know loss and and you know um it's had that you know particularly uh, far worse impact because so much of our economy is, is hospitality service industry so you know talked about the pleasure beach before but all the other major attractions have hardly been open you know um an impact on on travel our you know our uh transport company about transport services as has as everywhere else has been you know going to be financially affected um but what we've learned you know i i suppose is that we have a a real kind of strength of of community within blackpool but also that people want to, do want to come to blackpool after the first lockdown, Blackpool had the biggest increase in footfall across the country, I believe. So we know people want to come here, but they want to come here safely and reliably. So, you know, that if we get that and, and transport, obviously getting people here so they feel safe and secure traveling here, that's that's going to be a massive thing for us. As I already said before, you know, try not to do the uh, disruptions to rail travel on a weekend. That would be great. <coughs> Um, and you know, so it's really the you know the get, being able people have been able to get here is obviously you know is a massive a massive thing for the for hospitality. Um, and I also what we've learned that we can do far more things virtually, but um, we can use that to um, you know with the impact on the climate change. So whether you know that that will obviously assist with that, but. People also still want to meet. They also want to, you know, to go to nice places. And and we hope that that's one of those is going to be Blackpool. Um, because, it, you know, it's vital. It's what we do. We do it very, very well. Um, we just, but to ensure that people get here, you know, all of those things that we've talked about, investment, about travelling, both now and going, going forward, so people feel safe and secure and get here nicely and happily. Absolutely. I'm sure you're absolutely right. People people will want to, to come, myself included. Hopefully the, the UK, uh, UK holiday industry will be absolutely booming this summer. Well, so I'm sure you'll be welcoming a lot of visitors to Blackpool very soon. And on winter, we're extending the uh, illuminations till January. Fantastic. So, so, yeah, so we're hoping people will be able to come and in, you know, over the summer and, and then also come back again 
to see the the illuminations over the winter absolutely yeah brilliant love that councillor williams thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast it's been really great to speak to you and get the blackpool insight into transport and uh yeah hear about some of your challenges and opportunities and your hopes for the future as well and and, and getting blackpool back up and running um over the coming weeks as as things start to reopen so wishing uh, wishing you and all your your residents and businesses all the best with that Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you, as always, to all our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget that if you want to go back and listen to any of our previous podcasts, they are all on Spotify and SoundCloud. And you can also find all the details on our website as well. Stay in touch in the meantime on our social media. You'll find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn by searching Transport for the North. And don't forget to sign up to our All Points North newsletter as well. There's a little box at the bottom of our website, transportforthenorth.com. Pop your email address in there and we will give you a shout every week with the top stories from across the north. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you again to Councillor Williams and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe on Spotify and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook for all our latest updates. And join us on our website where you can find all the latest news and sign up to our All Points North newsletter.